Thank you for joining the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we are concluding the book of Acts, chapters 15 through 28, in a study entitled Churches Starting New Churches. During this study, we will learn biblical principles of how the Holy Spirit leads church-sent, God-called men to start new churches. You can purchase your copy of this book, along with many other study resources, on our website, bogardpress.org. So, grab your copy of the Spring 2023 Adult Study Guide in your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for May 14, 2023 is entitled, Paul Before Agrippa. It comes from Acts chapter 26, verses 19 through 29. The key verse, Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day, were both almost and altogether such as I am, except these bonds. Acts chapter 26, verses 28 and 29. The application. The student will observe that a Christ-like lifestyle will create opportunities to share Christ with unsaved friends. Seeking the context. King Agrippa is best known for his unwillingness to believe the gospel. He was almost persuaded. Philip P. Bliss, well-known hymn, Almost Persuaded, is based on this event and has been sung in countless invitations. I always think of how sadly that song ends almost, but lost. This is tragically true of so many who came so close, almost, to salvation, but walked away eternally lost. As far as we know, King Agrippa is in hell today with no hope of salvation for all eternity. I would imagine his days are filled with unquenchable thirst and regret. If only he had been not almost, but altogether saved that day. How many people are in hell today, constantly haunted by the fact that they had an opportunity to be saved, but for some reason would not be persuaded? Today's lesson comes from Paul's appearance before King Agrippa, the third Roman official Paul addressed while imprisoned in Caesarea. King Agrippa was the Roman governor of northern Palestine, and Paul's case was not a part of his jurisdiction. But upon visiting Governor Festus, Festus sought his advice on Paul's case. After Festus informed Agrippa of all the details, King Agrippa requested to hear Paul himself. Paul would again have the opportunity to share the gospel with another Roman official. Do you know someone who was almost persuaded? Searching the text. Number one, testifying before King Agrippa. Acts chapter 26, verses 19 through 23. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. For these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those things which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer 
and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead, and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. King Agrippa II was the last of the infamous Herod dynasty of the Bible. His family tree is riddled with terrible crimes committed against Jesus Christ and his followers. His great-grandfather, Herod the Great, was the one who killed all the babies in Bethlehem trying to kill Jesus. Matthew chapter 2, verses 16 through 19. His great-uncle, Herod Antipas, killed John the Baptist. Matthew chapter 14, verses 1 through 11. Sought to kill Jesus, Luke chapter 13, verse 31 and mocked Jesus before sending him back to Pilate, Luke chapter 23, verses 7 through 11. His father, Herod Agrippa I, killed the apostle James, Acts chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. King Agrippa lived up to the brutality of his family tree by being a tyrant ruler. Himself a Jew, he was extremely abusive to the Jewish people. See where his sister Drusilla was called a Jewish in Acts chapter 24, verse 24. Rome had given him control of the temple treasury and authority to appoint the high priest, and rumors of abuse were great, but the worst rumor involved his relationship with his sister Bernice, Acts chapter 25, verse 13, and, chapter, and verse 23, and chapter 26, and verse 30. Historian Josephus mentioned the gossip all over Rome of the incestuous relationship. King Agrippa lived up to the brutality of his family tree by being a tyrant ruler. Himself a Jew, he was extremely abusive to the Jewish people. See where his sister Drusilla was called a Jewess in Acts chapter 24, verse 24. Rome had given him control of the temple treasury and authority to appoint the high priest, and rumors of abuse were great. But the worst rumor involved his relationship with his sister Bernice, Acts chapter 25 verses 13 and 23, and chapter 26 and verse 30. Historian Josephus mentioned the gossip all over Rome of their incestuous relationship. King Agrippa was badly in need of a change of life that can only come through salvation in Jesus Christ. Governor Festus called for Agrippa's advice because he was an expert of the Jewish culture and religion, Acts chapter 26 and verse 3. But most important than his advice was his opportunity to hear the gospel from the Apostle Paul. Paul shared his testimony of salvation with King Agrippa, how he went from being a violent persecutor of Christians to becoming its strongest preacher, Acts chapter 26 verses 4 through 18. He told Agrippa how he was a terrible sinner, but met Jesus on the road of Damascus, and his life was changed forever. Paul told King Agrippa that he was being obedient to Jesus' command in the heavenly vision. When Paul asked, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Acts chapter 9, verse 6, he intended to do what the Lord said. Jesus commanded Paul to preach the gospel, and that is what he spent his life doing. Paul told King Agrippa that this was the reason he was imprisoned. But because of God's help, he was still alive today, and as long as breath was in his lungs, he would use his voice to witness to both small and great the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 26, verses 22 and 23. What are some ways King Agrippa's life would have changed if he had been saved? Number two, 
answering Festus. Acts chapter 26, verses 24 through 26. And as he thus spoke for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doth make thee mad. But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the king knoweth of these things, before whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him, for this thing was not done in a corner. I am not sure if Festus was deflecting personal conviction, or if he truly thought that Paul was out of his mind when he called him mad. Sometimes lost people lash out at those who share the gospel with them because they do not like the conviction it brings. Sometimes, like the Jews who tried to kill Paul, they react violently. Sometimes, like Festus, they call us names. But Paul was not the only preacher called crazy. Obadiah Holmes was called a lot of unattractive names for preaching the gospel replacing John Clark to become the second pastor of the First Baptist Church of Newport, Rhode Island, he received 30 lashes for holding a private preaching meeting in an elderly man's home in Massachusetts. If Holmes had been willing to pay a fine of 30 pounds, he could have escaped the whipping. A stiff fine for sure, but Holmes' refusal was more about principle than price. Baptist preacher James Ireland was accused of being a traitor, heretic, and a lunatic. He helped form several Baptist churches for his over 40-year ministry, and this got him in trouble with the State Church of Virginia. He was imprisoned in Culpeper County for preaching without a license, which Baptist ministers could not get in Virginia. While in prison, he was abused, and attempts were made on his life. But every day, out of a single window of his jail cell, he preached to crowds of people that gathered. Many accepted Christ because of Ireland's preaching. Author of one of the great works in English literature, Pilgrim's Progress, Baptist preacher John Bunyan was berated as insane, senseless, and a pauper preacher. He was imprisoned for preaching without authority for the, from the state, and his initial sentence was three months. But because Bunyan refused to give up preaching, his period of imprisonment extended to 12 years and brought great hardship to his family. From the world's perspective, these preachers were crazy, but God rewarded them greatly for their faithfulness to preach the gospel. Paul told Festus that he was not mad, but spoke the truth and what was most reasonable. What is crazy is for people to hear the gospel, reject it, and spend eternity in a torturous hell regretting their unreasonable decision. Has anyone ever called you crazy for your belief in the truths of the Bible? Number three, witness to King Agrippa. Acts chapter 26, verses 27 through 29. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know thou believest. Then King Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day, were both almost and altogether such as I am, except these bonds. It came time for Paul to get to the point with King Agrippa. 
When Paul asked him if he believed the prophets, it was like asking someone today if he believes the Bible. King Agrippa ascribed to Judaism. Not that he was that faithful to it, but as Paul said, he did believe in the Old Testament scriptures. Paul was establishing with King Agrippa the basis upon which he could point out that Jesus is the Christ as prophesied in the Old Testament. At this point, King Agrippa interrupted with his infamous statement, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian, verse 28. This statement has been interpreted differently. Some see it as King Agrippa saying that Paul almost persuaded him to be a Christian. Others say it is a question such as, do you think you can convince me to become a Christian? Regardless of how it is understood, it is clear that King Agrippa understood Paul's intention to persuade him to believe in Jesus Christ and to become a Christian, and that King Agrippa at least had given it some thought. We cannot be saved for people, and using high pressure and coercion too often leads to false confessions of salvation. As witnesses for Jesus Christ, the best that we can do is tell people what it takes to be saved, communicate that we want them to be saved, and pray that they will be saved. Paul had led King Agrippa to an understanding of salvation, but he chose not to receive it. Paul's final statement here should be our prayer as well. Paul's prayer to God was that not only King Agrippa, but everyone who heard him that day would become just like him, a saved man committed to preaching the gospel. Unfortunately, King Agrippa and many others walked away almost persuaded or not persuaded at all. Who is the lost person you are praying for right now to be saved? Setting the application. Almost persuaded may be the saddest condition of a lost person. The lost person knows what it takes to be saved, but because of pride, peer pressure, immorality, fear, and a thousand other reasons, the lost person will not do something that is so easy a young child can do it. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I just do not understand why so many refuse to be saved when they know how. Some of you have possibly had this experience as I have. We do everything we can possibly think of to help a lost person come to salvation. We explain and explain again. We show patience and kindness. We show them scripture after scripture, and yet they do not believe. The best we can do is pray for them and keep working with them. But it is so, so frustrating. It is so sad because almost persuaded is eternally lost. Can you describe a time when you did everything you could possibly do to lead someone to salvation, but the person just would not believe? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue studying Acts 15 through 28. Bogard Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resources they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday school, Children's Chapel, Baptist Training Course, 
Bible Challenge, and Vacation Bible School. Please visit our website to find all the ministry resources you will need at bogardpress.org. That's bogardpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotionals at bogardpress.org.